Today on the Bill Kelly Show on AM 900 CHML. Premier designate Doug Ford, of course, will be sworn in at the end of the month. We know that. Uh, at a meeting last week with some of the media around Queen's Park, he talked about what he considered some of his priorities, first things he wants to do uh, once he officially becomes the premier of this province in just a few days. Uh, one of those, of course, is to reduce the price of gasoline by reducing the provincial portion that we pay at the pump, uh, which is not to say, by the way, that uh, the gas companies can't just jack the price up uh, to where and, and then take the 10 cents off, and who knows what's going to happen. But anyway, we'll deal with that as it happens. One of the others, though, is uh, uh, an assertion by, again, uh, Mr. Ford, that he is going to scrap the carbon tax here in Ontario. Uh, but there is some concern about if, in fact, that happens. But we have a cap-and-trade system here in Ontario, which is somewhat different, but I'm not so sure that Mr. Ford understands that. But there may well be some legal ramifications because this program has been in place for some time now. And uh, not to suggest necessarily the companies have bought into it, but they are being compliant with it. Now that the rules have changed, what does that do to the landscape? And then, of course, there's the greater question about one of uh, Mr. Ford's other goals, as he stated, was to join Saskatchewan in a fight with the federal government about their carbon tax that uh, should be instituted uh, so any other province not come into compliance with any other environmental plan. And uh, so, in other words, if Ontario scraps what they have right now, and that's what Mr. Ford seems to think he's going to do, and certainly can do because he will be the premier, the federal government is, is suggesting that they will simply impose their carbon tax program on provinces like Ontario that don't have their own program. And that in itself can have some ramifications. Joining us to talk about this is Steve Applin, publisher of uh, Emission Track, uh, which monitors CO2 carbon dioxide emissions from energy use. Uh, Steve, thank you so much for the time. It's great to have you with us today. Great to be with you, Bill. I, you know, every time we start talking about carbon taxes versus uh, cap and trade and, and the implications and the price of carbon, I, I know an awful lot of people's eyes just kind of glaze over and they just don't get it. But but we need to have this discussion at some level because, I mean, there's a lot of money at stake here, first of all. Yes, three point, uh, or $2.7 billion from proceeds of uh, carbon auctions under our cap and trade system. So, yeah, there's a big pot of money sitting around. And uh, I guess the instant question is, uh, if the government's getting us out of the system, what happens to that money? Well, there's a guy that says he wants to find six billion dollars in savings. <laughs> yeah, well, he said yes. That's, uh, that's I, I just don't know what it's it, by law. You've got to do something, quote, environmental, uh, with this money. You have to do something to get, uh, and specifically, you have to get carbon emissions down uh, by using this money. So there are a number of options that the former government, the government that brought it in. Uh, had, uh, you know, which are kind of the same old, same old, you know, uh, making homes more energy efficient and, and uh, things in that nature, of that nature, uh, the premier is going to have to decide, A, what to do with that close to $3 billion, whether to return it to uh, the, uh, to, to the, whoever bought the permit auction, uh, the permits at auction, or to deploy it in the way that it's legally mandated. That will be very interesting if he chooses the latter, because like, I, it's, it must be tempting for a government that's facing shortfalls all over the place uh, to uh, forego close to $3 billion. And, and that's an interesting distinction that you've made here, because when we talked about the potential for legal action because of this decision, it's, it's actually on two different levels. There may, in fact, in fact, be some people that just philosophically think this is a good program and they bought into it and, and, and changed company policy to be compliant. They might just say, hey, a second, we've incurred costs here. We want our money back. And there are those that have already bought these, uh, these, 
these emissions controls, like you say, too close to $3 billion right now that may say they want their money back. So it sort of sounds like uh, either way, the government's going to have to start writing some checks here. Uh, I, yeah, so, so writing some checks uh, where it where it where it controls where that money goes, i.e., if they choose the latter option, which is to keep the the 2.7 billion, do not return it to those who purchased the permits, but use it in some sort of provincial program to basically buy down carbon. Uh, that'll be really interesting. I mean, or or do they just return it to who the the companies that bought the permits? That's uh. The that alternative, I mean, that, that would be very easy, just just refund the money. But that's $3 billion, Bill. It's a lot of money for a government that <laughs> needs money. Want to hear more? Download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. And listen to The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on AM 900 CHML.